Lena, I'm really excited. Ethan, what are you excited about? Uh, I'm excited that we're finally going to teach a class together, like on on our own. I know. Me too. I'm really excited. Yeah. So do you want to tell people what it's called? Sure. Okay. Are they ready for this? I think they're ready. Okay. We're going to be teaching Tiny House Considerations. Ethan Waldman, Lynn Menard, Tiny House Considerations. Boom. And hopefully you. Yeah, hopefully you. All right. I am here with Lena Menard. Lena is a natural co-conspirator who has lived out her own questions around intentional living, less stuff, and happiness. She has resided in a travel trailer, yurt, backyard cottage, and three and counting tiny houses on wheels. Rooted through a background in sustainable design build and urban planning, Lena has also has a penchant for experiential learning and healthy communities. She has found her niche nestled between small spaces, collaborative education, and community planning. Lena Menard, welcome back to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you. So glad to be back. Yeah, glad glad to be here chatting with you. And uh, we've been meeting now since it's July, and we've been meeting since February, working on the curriculum for Tiny House Considerations. And That's it's true. It's it's really good, and I want to tell people about it. But the title of this episode is "What We Wish We Knew Before We Started Building," and I think. I think we should give people a little taste of of some of those things. Um, so, do you want to you want to go first with uh, sure. with something you wish you knew? Maybe we'll each do two. We'll start sure. there. Sure. Yeah, I think one of the things I really wish I knew was how long it was going to take and how to figure that out, because we followed in the footsteps of some really awesome people like Dee Williams and Brittany Yunker, who had designed and built their own tiny houses. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm just not quite the powerhouse they are. They're some pretty awesome human beings. But, um, but you know, they, they like built their homes pretty darn quick. And, uh, and I was a little, bit, uh, a little bit slower in my build. And I, I just kind of wish I had understood a little bit more all the different things that went into building a tiny house so that I was ready to really dedicate the time and energy uh, to do it and, uh, and, and really had a good sense of all the steps in sequence. Did you have, you? well, I, I want to follow up on that. Did you have sure. a time frame that you thought you were going to be able to do it in? And then so like, what was the, what was what you thought it was going to take and what, what did it actually take? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I've designed and built two tiny houses for myself at this point. And the first one I was thinking, you know, probably like three months, right? Because that's that's what Dee had had done. She built her tiny house in three months. And, you know, she is the f- first to say that she had some friends coming out to help, that she wasn't flying completely solo. Um, but she did a lot of the work on her own and she got it, she got it wrapped up in three months and moved into it and was was on her way with tiny house living. And so the first, you know, kind of first round of my dream around tiny houses, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm headed to grad school. I'm going to study urban planning. I should just build my tiny house this, you know, build my tiny house this summer and then I'll take it with me to grad school and that'll be that. And I kind of, I don't even know what it was because, you know, the examples I'd heard were people doing it in pretty short order. 
Um, but, uh, but I kind of got nervous and I was like, I don't know if I can do this in three months while working full time. Um, so I decided not to, and that's actually when I, when I decided to rent Brittany's tiny house. And that was a great choice because I got to, to try it out first and got a little better sense of it. And so when I built my house, I knew it was probably going to take me longer than three months when I built the lucky penny, but I didn't know it was going to take six working pretty much all the time. I wasn't working at my day job. I was working on my tiny house. Yeah. It was a lot. It is a lot. So I was, I thought it would be three months as well. Maybe, maybe I got that number from D, but I also, I was, uh, my housemate was a contractor who like, or well, he wasn't a contractor. He was a carpenter. And he told me it would be like no problem to build that in three months. Uh, and I think at the three month mark, I had essentially done nothing. I mean, I had the subfloor framed and I had a couple of walls framed, but not standing on the trailer. (laughs) I was moving slow. It took me 13. 13 months. Yeah. 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 But how long do you think it would have taken if you knew then what you know now? Well, I think that it might have taken just as long, but I I would have done a much better job planning the build Mm -hmm. and and having my expectations set appropriately and budgeting my time and money and energy in a more, just in a better way. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, sure. now I know I have the building skills that I didn't have then. So sure, maybe a little bit faster learning curve might be different. But I mean, and this is something that we're going to go really into in in Tiny House Considerations is just talking about um, different building envelope options. Just what, how are you going to construct your tiny house. And and I really mm-hmm. think, you know, I, I stick framed mine and I, mm-hmm. I think that if I did another house, it would be sips. Mm. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons for that, that we, you know, we will enumerate in our course, but, um, you know, you actually really influenced me on, on the sips. I know that both of mm-hmm. your builds were sips and, mm-hmm. um, a few other of my podcast guests and conversations, have kind of convinced me. And so that would, that would dramatically speed up the build because you essentially go from a framed and sheathed floor to a building in a short, short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm curious too. It sounds like, like the timeframe was probably one of yours too. Is that right? Would you say that was one of your top two wishes you knew? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like just understanding how many hours it would take mm-hmm. to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like this is, this might seem like a little woo woo and fuzzy, but it's just like how hard building is, like to how drained I felt both like mm-hmm. mentally and physically because it's physically hard work. And if you're learning how to do it while you do it, it's just, it's a lot. So I just remember being more tired than I ever was. Yeah. You know, I think the other thing was that at that point too, there weren't as many people doing this. So we didn't have as many people rooting for us. Right. And one of the things that's so awesome now when I'm working with students and working with clients 
is we really get to encourage each other and support each other in a way that wasn't necessarily true, you know, back when we were first getting going. And so, so yeah. it's really, it's really empowering, I think, to have so many people rooting for you. And of course, that's one of the other benefits of, of this course that we're going to be teaching is that people will be going through it together in this cohort. So they'll have the opportunity to meet other people who are going through the same process and be supported by each other, as well as by us, of course, um, in terms of, in terms of both understanding what's going to be hard and also understanding that it is doable if you're really thoughtful about it. And if you have that support and if you have the information, yeah. then you can do it, which, yeah. is, which is so cool. Uh, yeah, it, it is really cool. And I've seen, I've seen just amazing houses built by normal people who have never mm-hmm. built anything before. And, and also I want to throw out the kind of caveat that also it's okay if you don't want to build your own house. And mm-hmm. also this course that we're working on will very much still apply to you. Definitely. So don't, you know, if you're kind of tuning this out being like, okay, I'm going to hire some, someone to build the house. I don't need to know any of this. Um, I would almost say that you need to know this more because mm-hmm. if you don't, you don't know what your builders is going to put in those walls and, and how they're going to do things. For sure. Yeah. I think it's a real consumer awareness yep. thing to know what it is to even ask about, right? If you're not asking questions that are informed and if you don't speak the same language as the person you're asking to build your home, you're probably not going to have a, an alignment of expectations. Yeah. So I think that's super important. That's a great point, Ethan. So I guess let me, sh- I'll share one kind of what I wish I had known, which is like, I wish I had known how to budget for yeah. a building project. Like I, I had a budget, I had a number, which was $25,000, which is kind of silly now. Um, it's so funny. That's what mine was too. Yeah. <laughs> ten, I wonder where ten, we got that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was, again, like, the tumbleweed houses ha- had price estimates, and, like, my house was based on the fencil, and that, like, the fencil was, it said DIY build, I think it said $20,000. Um, sure. And, like, I so I had that number, but I didn't know how to make an overall budget, so when I was, like, yeah, I guess I'll upgrade to a standing seam roof, or, like, oh, yeah, like, I like these cherry floors, like, I didn't really have a sense of how I was doing Mm. in that budget like and that's something that we are going to talk about in the course right is is coming up with that that overall budget yeah for sure you know it's interesting because I'm thinking too you know back in the day um 25k was not actually super unusual at least for a goal budget no. Um, but that was partly because there were so many people really DIYing it, right? Yeah. We were we were doing super scrappy stuff and and we weren't including a lot of the things that are included in tiny houses now. So, you know, when we learned about Dee Williams building her tiny home in three months for, you know, around ten thousand yeah. dollars, she talked about how she like salvaged her door and pulled it out of the dumpsters and awesome stories. Um, but I think it's also super important to remember her house is her first house was only 14 feet long and it didn't have a shower 
and it didn't have a fridge, you know, like some of the stuff a lot of us, you know, have incorporated into our tiny homes, not to mention it didn't include, you know, an entertainment center or a washer dryer combo or some of the other stuff that has become more common these days. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because for the lucky penny, I did actually come in right around 25 K in terms of materials, but partly that was because I got some lucky breaks, which is actually why the house got called the lucky penny. Um, where did you end up with your budget? I ended up over 30,000. I think I was wow. like 34. Yeah. Yeah. So in the scheme of things, that's pretty inexpensive for a tiny house. Right. But, it's but like, it was a huge proportion of what you thought it was going to be. Right. I mean, it was almost double. Well, not almost double, but quite a bit more. I'm not, I don't like to do public math on the spot, but it's quite a bit more. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Huh. So is it fair to say that you've been, you've been teaching tiny house for like 10 years? How long have you been teaching this stuff? Oh, golly. It's hard to even know how to start counting, right? Because I, I took my first tiny house class. I did a tiny house class with Dee Williams in 2011. Um, and pretty shortly after she helped connect me with some awesome people in Portland, Oregon. And I started because I had done some building already with Habitat for Humanity and that sort of thing. I started, um, you know, helping people out with their builds, um, and sharing what I knew. So I, I would guess, you know, yeah, I guess it has been 10 years. That's kind of wild. I hadn't done that math and certainly not out loud in, <laughs> in public, but yeah, it's been a decade. Yeah. And so you've taught at yesterday where right. I've taught as well. Um, and then you've also run your own courses through, through your own business. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because I've actually taught tiny house considerations before and you were teaching tiny, tiny house decisions, but I'm so excited about this teaming up because yeah. now we're pulling together all these ideas and really collaborating on it, which is so exciting. Yeah. Well, let's like, let's just kind of lay some, like some info on, on our good listeners here. So this is, this is going to be an eight week course with Lina and I as your instructors. So each week we will give you some kind of either a recorded presentation. There, there will be homework. So come in expecting to, to, you know, have to read some things, have to think about some things and then there's going to be a live session with us every single week, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what sort of questions people come with too, because one of the things that's been really neat over the last decade, thanks for reminding me, is that yeah. there's so much more information out there, you know, and so people, people are a lot more informed in a lot of ways because they've been seeking all these different resources, and yet it's hard to sift through it all. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's even more questions than there used to be because people have more ideas about what to ask. But it's hard to make choices sometimes when there's, you know, everybody and their grandmother is building a tiny house right now. Right. And that's uh, that was something that I think, you know, we we're working on the on the like sales page for this course. And I think you wrote this that like when we started, there wasn't enough info. Now there's too much. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so easy to get lost in it and, and just kind of 
consume content, watch tiny house tours, like, oh, that's a great idea, or like, just get in the weeds on these things. And so we're kind of saying we have maybe 20 years combined between us of of time spent teaching people about tiny houses, following the movement, staying current, working on builds, and we've kind of developed a curriculum to to take you well let's talk about like we're taking them from from what and to what like yeah yeah I mean we're we're gonna start out with kind of getting oriented and talking about some of the inspiration some of the you know pretty pictures we're seeing out there those videos that show all this transformer stuff and whatever else it might be and then then we're gonna go through talking about some of those really big picture questions uh, things about time frame and cost and regulatory issues and kind of figuring out if if tiny's for you, uh, which I think is super important to think about. And then we're going to start getting into some of the logistical stuff. So we'll cover heating and ventilation and air conditioning and electrical, some of those systems that make up a house and how houses kind of go together. Yep. We'll talk about water and sanitation, and we'll also talk about the structure itself that the foundation, the trailer, or if it's not on wheels, um, other foundation options. And then the way that the building actually gets built, that that wall assembly, that roof assembly to make the envelope, to make the shell of the house. Um, and then of course, we'll talk about some interior stuff too, how to, how to make it pretty and how to make it home. And then the other part I think is, is really useful here. And, and this is something that I'm grateful we're able to talk about um, with the experiences we've had is talking about how to actually move it towards reality. Like what, what does it take to start thinking through where and how to park and how to move or travel with your house if it's, if it's mobile and, and how do you fund a dwelling that's pre-legal? You know, I think there's just a lot of stuff to consider here that doesn't necessarily get addressed in yeah. the quote reality TV shows that have unrealistic timelines or budgets or they're kind of faking the drama. There's plenty of drama in tiny yeah. house, right? But but let's take out some of it, right? Yeah. Let's, let's, you know. And when you say like talking about, we're going, we're basically like taking the knowledge that's in our head and teaching it to you. And by the end of the eight week course, you know, my goal at least is that you will have not a set of plans, because that's a different thing. You're not going to have drawings for your tiny house, but you'll have a plan for your tiny house as in how big is it going to be? Is it going to be on wheels? How will you heat it? How will you electrify it? What kind of insulation will you use? Or will you use SIPs or some other framing material? Um, mm-hmm. all, those, all those decisions will be made for, well, they won't be made for you. You will have made them. But with with the help of Lina and I as your instructors, and then also with the group of other students. So this is not like a scroll the long sales page, buy an ebook, and do it yourself. This is very much like this is a live class. And I'm so excited to be able to do this with a group of people because yeah. it's it's really fun to see people working together and collaborating and getting excited for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I, I've been doing design classes too. Ethan and I have taught Tiny House design classes together. And one of the things that's kind of tricky about doing the design class is that there are so many considerations and it's hard to fit it all in. 
So I'm excited about the zooming out, being able to really explore the considerations. And then people who are interested in doing either a design class or doing their own design or working with a designer, we so ready for that. Right. You really, I'm trying to come up with like a, a metaphor for this. And I'm, I'm like, I think that like starting to design your tiny house without having made all these decisions in advance would be like jumping straight into like an advanced math class before you learned, you know, multiplication division, uh, like the basic algebra, like, you know, cause this, like, I don't want people to think that this is all really simple stuff. Cause like, this is some nitty gritty building science. <laughs> Let's, uh, I feel like I've just been ranting a little bit. Uh, do you have another thing that you wish you knew? Well, you know, one of the things that I, I wish that I knew when I got started with my build was a little bit more about electrical. Um, you know, and I know that in this particular course, we're not going to like a lot of detail of electrical, but I feel like if I had understood systems a little bit better, like if I kind of understood the big picture of how it all came together in terms of, you know, what's a, what's an HVAC system? Like, what yep. does that even mean? You know, and where do I want to put it in my house? Um, those yep. sorts of things, you know, I just, as I was designing my house, I didn't fully understand the systems yet. And I think if I had spent a little more time thinking through some of the systems decisions, I would have been in a better place to really use the space well. Yeah. Um, I think it turned out okay, but, but it definitely would have been better to have understood that first. Totally. And like, I, I will, I will buddy off of that, like, and, and give an example of like, my house is only 30 amps. It's mm -hmm. two, two 15 amp circuits. And if I wanted to say upgrade from my current heating system, which is direct vent propane, I, I, I would love to get away from propane and do a heat pump. But mm. I don't know that I could do a heat pump with my existing electrical plan. I would potentially have to add another panel because I'm already maxing out one side of my circuit board with my, I switched from a propane to an electric hot water heater. And so that's technically 12 amps right there. And then to put the AC on the other side, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I could do it. And that's an example of, a, of something that I wish I had understood how to think through my electrical needs, but then also think about the future, like mm -hmm. giving myself more headroom. So in case I did want to switch off of a propane appliance, like that I would have enough capacity for that. For sure. I'll talk about a, a like a construction decision that I wish that I had understood, or maybe maybe it's not a construction decision, but I just wish I had kno known more about thermal bridging and, mm. um, you know what what is referred to as outsulation. So putting a a layer of insulation outside of your studs so that you can not have that transfer of of heat through the studs. Because my tiny house. It is warm enough, but it is not, it has never performed in the cold as well as I had expected it to. I think I had always just, I remember reading on Tumbleweed's website, like, 
you can heat this house like we have these in Alaska and they're nice and warm. And it's just like with R20 all around in a stick framed house, like I call, I call BS. Like, (laughs) like those floors are frigid and like the house has never been drafty because it's very tight. It's very well built, but like every stud, every window, every corner, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for, for losing heat. And so, yeah, that's like totally something that we're going to drill into you in this course. Is there anything else we want people to know before, before they sign up? Well, yeah. So, um, there's going to be an early bird registration. Well, we should probably like tell people when this starts because, you know, you might want to look at your calendar and, and clear, clear some time. So I think we kick it off um, September 2nd. 2nd. We're going to share some info September 2nd so people yep. can be ready for our first class on the 9th. First class is on September 9th. Um, mm-hmm. registration is going to be opening soon and there will be an early bird rate with a pretty significant discount. Like save some money, put it towards your tiny house fund on this discount. It's big. Yeah. yeah well, if people want to learn more, um, they can head over to the tiny slash considerations and, If you go there now, what that's going to bring you to is a place where you can sign up to kind of be on the wait list. And then as soon as early bird registration opens up, you will be the first to know. And this course is limited in size. So there will be, this will fill up and then it'll cap out. And then I think the next time we'll run it, depending on how we like doing it, will be January. Um, right. But yeah, tinyhouse dot the tinyhouse dot net slash considerations. Um, get on the wait list. It's been a long time in the making for for Lena and I to do this together. Maybe I'll say a little bit more about it. It's just so that so tiny house decisions. My guidebook is actually kind of the core textbook for this class. So by enrolling, you you will also get a copy of tiny house decisions. Um, and then Lina, one thing that I've always admired about teaching with you is just all of the amazing worksheets, like all the exercises that you've, you've developed to help people clarify their needs, to really start to learn to think as designers. And so you're bringing a lot of, of those exercises and that kind of content to the class And then there's the Tiny House Decisions Workbook, which is kind of, you'll be creating your own resource where you kind of pull this whole thing together and you'll, you'll basically have a document that, that says everything about your tiny house that you could bring to a designer that you could use to design or that you could bring to a contractor or a builder to say like, this is what I want. Um, Mm -hmm. like a design build type person. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. And I think too, you know, one other thing that I really appreciate about the tiny house community is that so many people are resourceful and scrappy and DIYers. Certainly not everybody. There are a lot of folks who uh, are going to be doing this course because they want to be really informed so that as they work with a designer or work with a builder, they know what questions to ask. They know 
uh, how to how to do specifications, right? How to say what it is they really want. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that a lot of people are scrappy, and and I am excited that we're able to offer this course at the price point we can because by all these people learning together and all and us being able to support them through this, this is going to be a really good way for people to save time and money and heartache by being informed and educated and empowered going into this project. So I think that's really going to be a neat aspect Mm -hmm. of all of us, you and me and all the people who are going to join for this teaming up together. And by doing it in September and October, people also have the opportunity to really spend this winter designing and getting things in order. So next summer we can build. Yeah, exactly. This is like, you can't just wake up in April of 2022, like, and be like, (laughs) I'm going to start building a tiny house now that the weather's warm. Like this is getting you started so that you can start, you know, this is like really getting you off on the right foot. So, um, that's a great point, Lena. Awesome. Well, I think that I put you on the spot for recording this show and I'm actually really happy how it came out. So, um, looking forward to hearing from people who join the waitlist, um, and we're excited. We're we're still hard at work creating all the content for Tiny House Considerations. So, um, hope to see you in the class if it if it you know obviously if it feels right for you, and you're you're interested in our help, we will look forward to working with you. Awesome. Talk to you soon, y'all. Thank you so much to Lina Menard for being a guest on today's show. You can find out more about Tiny House Considerations and join the waitlist for when we launch at thetinyhouse.net slash considerations. That's thetinyhouse.net slash C-O-N-S-I-D-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-S considerations. You can also find the complete show notes for this episode, including a transcript, at thetinyhouse.net slash 172. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 172, where we will also have links to the waitlist where you can sign up to be the first to find out about Tiny House Considerations. We are really looking forward to meeting our future students and working with you. So if this sounds like it is something for you, head over to thetinyhouse.net slash considerations. Well, that's it for this week's show. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.